we were playing a show at fall of 2019. Um, it was actually our first like arena show in five years. So we had taken some t- long time off and uh, we kind of had this surreal couple days um, getting back on the road. We had a record that came out and we went and we played like a warm up show in, in um, LA and like there was a huge like ticket fiasco where the tickets weren't supposed to be transferable, but some people had scalped them and then they weren't allowed into the show and it was a complete disaster. And then the next night we were playing a festival in Vegas and Little Wayne was supposed to go on right before us. So anyway, we're playing this festival in Vegas. It's our first like big show in years and a couple of weeks, a couple of days out, I guess, I realized that Little Wayne's going on before us. And the last time he was supposed to go on before us, he he showed up like two hours late. So I said, uh, I guarantee you, like, there's going to be some fiasco. He won't show up or he'll be really late. So we should, uh, if we should get Big Wayne to play with us. <laughs> If since we're in Vegas and uh, <laughs> our manager is like, what, who's Big Wayne? I'm like what, Wayne Newton. <laughs> oh yes. Little Wayne didn't show up for the festival as predicted. No um, way. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I, mean, I guess it's not that surprising. I don't know I'm reacting that it's way. It's not surprising <laughs> at all to me. It's more surprising that he still gets booked because I'm just in my experience he doesn't show up. But anyway, he didn't show up, and you know Wayne Newton came we got we we did we performed our song Lonely Boy as the encore with Wayne Newton which was very no, wait you actually got Wayne it, Newton to come through he came through in a big way uh but anyway so the next day we had, we drove we drove that night to Colorado I had a day off and I went to go watch the Browns Monday night football game and uh at some bar and it just was very surreal there was like some weird Russian girls that were hanging out with these people and it was all they started asking me how, how I felt about Vladimir Putin. <laughs> just, I've, and I had taken an edible. So I just like I had to go back to my hotel room. I just was so paranoid. I thought for sure I was talking to to like Russian spies or, yeah. or, or something. But anyway, the next day we I sh- we're backstage. We're, we're going on and like an hour and a half in front of, you know, whatever, 10, 12,000 people at the big Pepsi Center in, in, um, in Colorado. And our our tour manager comes back and says, hey, do you know Tom DeLong? And, and I said, no, I, I don't, I don't know him, but I know who he is. He's like, well, he's here and he wants to say, Hey, and I was like, Oh shit. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like send him, send him back. I'm in the backstage room. So he comes back and, and uh, he's just preparing for an angels and airwaves tour and just chilling in Denver, I guess for a couple of days, he wanted to hang out. And so I started talking to him and it was like a couple, it was just a couple of weeks after this, the video was released of the, uh, the UFO from like 2004. So, so I was like, what the fuck's going on with these UFOs? And I don't want to divulge everything he said because it was, I think, some of it pretty private, whatever. But I mean, he had me fully convinced that there were aliens amongst us. I'm still not. I mean, not. You told I'm me. I'm still not. Go ahead. You told me because you were like, and like, yeah. what, I mean, I, I guess, like, if you don't want to say it on the podcast, we won't say it. But like, wait, when you told me that, it was like it freaked me out like real bad because it was just like regarding like an old incident and it was so random that it's like yeah people don't make shit up like that you know it's too specific i to mean wasn't alive. he wasn't he right yeah oh oh i think that i think that he is right i mean th- there were some stuff that he was laying on me that like was just maybe really obvious that i never thought of 
but uh, it was also just like very fascinating, you know what I mean? And um, it's just like the last thing you want to hear before you go on stage in front of 12,000 people Yeah, <laughs> is that there might be UFOs listening to every single thing that we say. And, uh, but it was, and I was already like in a heightened sense of paranoia, state of paranoia. Well, one thing he did tell me was, he said, you know, you remember the power outage, the blackout in New York in 2000, in 2003. And, um, you know, I, I remember it vividly because it happened like August of 2003. It apparently originated in Akron, Ohio. Somebody in Akron at First Energy like hit the wrong switch and blew up the whole. Allegedly, um, right? You allegedly, know. someone in Akron like blew up the somehow blew up the substation. Now you think start thinking about like how could someone in Akron fuck up so bad that they blow up all of Manhattan's? Dude, but anyway, if you it, yeah yeah tell tell them what Tom said. Well, I have a lot of pride in Akron. So just the fact that Akron was even being talked about in the news, I remember it, you know, like it, even like it though, even though it was negative, it's like, that's all right. Cause like when there was that Ebola breakout a couple of years ago, it kind of happened in Texas and in Akron. I was like, kind of had some pride, you know, all press, like, good press. I had a little bit of pride. Yeah. But Tom said that the, and I'm not, it's not verbatim what he said, but it's along the lines. He said that there was a, a UFO that the U.S. government shot down with an electromagnetic pulse, and that somehow the energy that they used or something somehow that was what caused the blackout. For the listeners at home, Google the 2003 blackout. Like, there's pictures from space. Brandon, I don't know if you know what this is, but like, yeah, it's yeah, this yeah. picture from space. Like the entire eastern sea, like the east coast is just black at night. Like. Dude, it's multiple kind of states that before LeBron, Akron just had like Ebola and uh, the 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 blackout. <laughs> Ebola came after. Akron had Devo. Akron has a lot. We, we invented oatmeal. I mean, there's a lot going on. In oh, Akron. you had oatmeal. Fuck. Yeah, dude, we had. Oatmeal. I didn't know about and Devo. You know, honestly, uh, you know. I just realized we've never even introduced our guests. So let's go do a quick break, and then we'll come back and finally finally introduce our Akron guest. Um, anyway, welcome to Yeah, but still. Joining us this week on Yeah But Still, drummer of the Black Keys, uh, small cast member of Like and Subscribe, uh, welcome to the podcast, Patrick Carney. I'm glad to be here. Dude, it's been a long time coming. I'm glad you're yeah. finally on. You you got into Like and Subscribe because we just kind of had like this really dumb like texting back and forth of like sending each other extremely bad ideas, resulting in eventually there was a period where we were coming up with like fake movie ideas. And one of them was Stolen Base, which one ended up being in Like and Subscribe. And this Stolen Base is still a viable... I've given it the green light many times. It's still a viable movie. I don't know. We had... <laughs> this is a movie that... I thought Stolen Base was a great idea. I think it's a great idea, too. It was, it was supposed to be... It, it takes place in Iraq. 
or Afghanistan. Or, or Afghanistan. Afghanistan. It's about the troops teaching the local Iraqis to play the great American sport of baseball. The uh, the, the militia members that they're or the 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 the, 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 the Iraqi or Afghan soldiers that they're training, they decide that they should also teach them baseball. Yes. Yeah. And the whole thing is that the base gets overrun in the movie by, you know, the Taliban or Al Qaeda, whatever insurgents. They come uh, in for a baseball game, right? Well, I think it was supposed to be that the Taliban like overruns the base and then like the local Iraqi children that uh, the troops befriend use their baseball skills to help take the base back from the That's insurgents. That's definitely what happened. Because yeah. it's a stolen base. They stole the American military base, but they're also stealing bases yeah. in baseball. And um, we're going to get try to just get The Rock to be one of the stars and all the best male actors that you could imagine. You know, Tommy Lee Jones. I can, just, I can see the montage of, like, just diving to catch a grenade and then whipping it back and it's like it's already made in my mind that was like weird trying to come up with like just really really bad um like family movies which i feel like you don't you don't see as uh as much these days kind of had a moment like people started talking about you know lifetime movies i feel like the last couple of years but they really yeah, came like from a theatrical release family movie yeah and they were they were largely about baseball mm-hmm. for for years you know a lot of them there were a lot about like somebody getting into the major leagues under supernatural premises, you know, <laughs> like the rookie, uh, rookie of the year. Then did the nat did the natural have supernatural abilities? Field dreams. I feel like I the mean, damn angels in the outfield. Angels in the Come outfield. You know, I was I loved angels in the outfield. And then you have Air Bud. That's I mean. I guess supernatural is a dog that being good at sports. That supernatural. Count. Airbud's not. We're not talking about Airbud right now. Okay, fair enough. Don't don't bring up Airbud. Don't bring up Airbud around me. <laughs> I thought we were talking about baseball movies. Don't I'm for sure off. an Airbud baseball what's, movie. What's Airbud? Oh my god! Wait, the, did you the, say what's Airbud? It's a dog yeah, that I, plays I, basketball. I've heard it. But I don't know what it is. It's a golden retriever the movie where I mean he. I understand that there is a sequel where he does play baseball but that is a 2002 direct-to-video sequel that does not count Airbud, the original it's about a movie where it's a movie where a dog play basketball yeah it's a golden retriever that's really good at basketball <laughs> these movies came out like a couple years after i was in that demographic like well, sh- yeah like- you weren't you weren't watching baby movies at the time anyway everybody listening at home it's pretty obvious that me and patrick mostly Talk about really dumb things like um, family movies and stolen base scripts. But um, one thing I've never asked you about is your actual band. I mean, the Black Keys were like as big as a modern rock band could get in the mainstream. And I think it's like it's a kind of rare for a band to get that big mainstream big. Um, so I, I've just been meaning to ask you, like, I'm sure that it brought you to some really bizarre situations. And I'm sure you've met like really interesting people. I've never really asked you about it. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it's all a very small world, you know, and uh, I don't know. I remember, you know, like my, the first time I ever met anybody, like we're talking about the celebrity thing. The first time I ever met anybody famous, it was Beck. And it was oh, right yeah. when Odalade came out and I was like teenager, but my uncle Ralph, who's, who was a musician, 
he knew the touring guitar player for Beck, Smokey Hormel. So I um, I got a backstage pass at 16 to like go back to the small club afterwards and say hi to Beck, who at the time was probably on, you know, he's only 25 years old or something. Yeah. And I was, you know, kind of starstruck. That was like 95 and like literally like less than seven years later, I find myself on tour in my own band. We're playing New York City with Slater Kinney. And uh, they they got invited to the SNL after party. And so we went to the, we snuck into the SNL after party and we're backstage. We're, we're at this party. We don't know anybody. We're completely broke. This is early 2003. And uh, we're like drinking all the half drunk drinks on the tables that were like left there by like Chris Catan. <laughs> and uh, it was it's very just such a surreal thing, but you know we were a very small, small, small band at the time, very unknown. We we're um, and anyway, I remember Lauren Michaels was sitting there talking to Tracy Morgan at a table, and I, was, you know, it's like dumbass twenty-two year old kid at the time, and I like walk over. I'm like, you should give Tracy Morgan his own show. <laughs> and Tracy Morgan's like, yes, Lauren, give, you should give me my own show now. Now you bend over to me, and they started. Sort of Aching uh-huh. me. It was so, <laughs> so insane. And then he said the same thing to my girlfriend, started spanking my girlfriend. But she was she was she was she was into it. She was into it. And um and then like a second later, I we played, so I didn't know who was a musical guest, but it was Beck. And Beck comes in and I was like, Hey, like I met you when I was you know younger and my uncle knows you, etc. And I just happened to have like this promo for our second record that was coming out, like a little promo CD. And I gave it to him. And, uh, you know, the amount of times that people give people CDs, of course, you just never, people, you never really think someone's going to listen to it. But like two or three weeks later, Beck calls our, Beck's agent calls our agent where we end up on tour with Beck. That's pretty God, crazy. Damn. And this is the small world aspect of this is that my ex wife's now. Is now married to his ex-wife's brother. That's extremely confusing. <laughs> I know, dude. Wait, so did you guys? Well, you know the weird, the, the weirdest thing. The, the hands down, like the weirdest stuff, the weirdest situations. I, I've been into a lot of weird situations from from being in the band, but they should. The situations got. They were always kind of bizarre and, fu- and funny, you know. Uh, um. But yeah, I mean, Tracy Morgan spanking that. spanking use, you know, I feel like that's I mean, that's that's pretty big. Yeah, well, I that's mean, a, that, that's my first interaction with like uh <laughs> like famous people really. It was like that. Tracy Morgan spanking me. Did did the demo thing like actually was that like kind of like started your made you guys big? Or was it just like coincidence? <laughs> No, that was just coincidence. We had okay. already had a record deal and, you know. So you were on the path. Uh, we were kind of on the path a little bit. I mean, we're small, small, small band, you know. Uh, we were destitute. We were actually, at that time, we were staying at the um, Gramercy Park Hotel and uh, Epitaph Records paid for us to stay there and they got us two rooms, which was uh, crazy that we each had our own room <clears throat> and our brother's. Our younger brothers, who were really close at the time, came up to New York with us, and uh, 
while we were out doing some a show or something, they stayed back at the hotel and they were underage and they were drinking. And they started throwing beer bottles out the window of the Gramercy Park Hotel. <laughs> and they got kicked out. We got kicked out of the hotel. Um, <laughs> we weren't even there, but the like that's the only place we had to stay. We got kicked out. And the next day in the, in the uh, New York Post, there was an article that said the Black Keys garage rock gods have been banned from the Gramercy Park Hotel. And that was at the time, like, we were like, garage rock gods. Shit, that's the best press we've ever received. Yeah, so you actually have to thank your little brother for that, honestly. So I think they're also throwing the Bibles out the window, too. So, But yeah, you know, I don't know. I've been, in, I, when I try to think about all the weird tour shit, like, I've seen some very fucking weird stuff on tour. Uh, you know, the craziest thing for me is... Um, like with all the QAnon and uh, like uh, Hollywood, like teenage uh, child sex <laughs> trafficking and all the complete nonsense, insane, like um, conspiracy theories that I've heard thrown around in the last year. I just, what's funny to me is like, I've, I've actually been around a lot of the people that are mentioned in this stuff. Like I've never been around Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Instance, but like, I, I was with Kanye West the night of the Taylor Swift shit in 2009. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after he did that shit where he took the award or whatever, his, his publicist uh, like took him to the Spotted Pig in New York. <laughs> And they had like the third floor. And at the time, my friend was writing for Rolling Stone. And he's like, dude, like, what? And I was living in New York. He's like, dude, what are you doing? I was like, nothing. It's Sunday night, like 1130 or something. He's like, dude, like, come to the Spotted Pig. Kanye's here and it's completely insane. <laughs> and I didn't know what had happened or anything. So I show up there and um, Kanye's being really nice, but like, you know, uh, also really crazy and uh i kind of get the rundown that he like got up on stage and said that taylor swift didn't deserve the award or something and i and i and i said to him i was like dude like um i was like like why the fuck do you care what about an mtv award it's literally like the dumbest thing on the face of the fucking planet and you already you get played on MTV. They support you. Like who cares? I was like, dude. Like, I'm in a band. We've been making music just as long as you. We. I like the only time we've ever been played like on regular MTV was early on. Someone mislabeled our video of ours and said it was the Black Eyed Peas, and it, it was on TRL like once. And that was like the only time. I was like, this, it just doesn't matter. And I was like, you already. Oh yeah, you guys did. You guys did that. Let's get retarded song, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And anyway, he goes on he's, and he goes, he's like, well, yeah, fuck MTV, you know, fuck MTV. This vanity shit, this vanity shit killed my mom. And, uh, you know, I guess he's referring to the fact that she died like post like uh, plastic surgery or something. And I was like, yeah, fuck MTV, whatever. Um, but he, dude, he was so unhinged. It was so crazy. That, I mean... I don't know. I don't know what's up with him, but it is just it is beyond normal behavior, you know. And um, so whenever I, Kanye comes up, I'm like, 
his, I was like, you know, I assume he has, you know, like he's admitted he has his bipolar. I've seen him in a manic state, man. And it was, it's fucking crazy to be around. A- Amber Rose is there feeding him bites of steak. He sat there. It was just so fucking bizarre, man. And um, anyway, the crazy part, how small the world is, is like the next year, almost to the day, like September 14th, we win a fucking MTV award. Of course, we didn't go to the to the awards or anything because we didn't think we we're gonna win or whatever. But we won for, and then they sent us the award, and it was made out to the Black Eyed Peas. So, Wait, was it really? Are you joking? Yeah. It came to us. It was for our song "Tighten Up" for Breakthrough Video, but the artist was Black Eyed Peas. And um, <laughs> I took. A, I was like, I, I ended up starting starting to get some Twitter followers for the first time because I took a picture of it, posted it. And people are like you, oh, that's funny. Like, blah, blah, blah. you know, you made that. And I was like, no, no, that's what MCV sent to us. That's what music <laughs> television sent to us. Do you still have it? And um, no, they said they would not send us the real Moon Man if we didn't send it back. So at the time, it was the only oh, award shit. We, we we never won an award. And I was like, well, I don't know. I kind of it's even though I told Kanye they're fucking stupid. I was like, I should. I want the real one. Yeah. Okay. Never gonna win another one. So we sent it back, but I, I, if that's like one of the few things I would change in our career would be to, I wish I did not send that fucking thing back. It'd be worth so much fucking money right now. I mean, with the story, I, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could recreate it. The sad thing is they probably threw it away. Oh, it's around somewhere. That's, yeah, it's, uh, there, was a, there was a good Joe Castle Baker tweet recently about Black Eyed Peas, just with regards to like how... Their response to the Iraq War was putting out a song called "Where's the Love." <laughs> That's I don't think I ever like I was too young to understand that context, you know, like that it was uh was it in response, like directly? I guess I mean I I think it was just like what was happening at the time. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was about the Iraq War. <laughs> yeah, was <laughs> where's the love? Damn. Yeah, that's like the big flaw. That's what we just didn't understand. We could have. Yeah, that was the real problem with the Iraq War. Yeah, we should have been shooting. It should have been called. It should have been called the Iraq Love. (laughs) Um, God. Well, dude, that reminded me. I was like, kind of like digging through some uh, some old news clippings earlier, and like, didn't you get in some insane Twitter thing with Justin Bieber that resulted in him like getting like all his like early believers like sicked on you for some like grammy I've been in, like shit? i've been in two twitter in uh situations that were like uh both completely accidental one of them um it was like before lady gaga was like was popular or at least not on my radar uh she was performing on SNL and I was on tour on the tour Before bus. Before she was popular. Well, not like. I mean, I don't know. I didn't know the fuck she I remember was, but there was I, like a period where she was like coming up, you know, and now she's really? like. Before, I guess, before she was like, now she's like kind of renowned and like. Yeah. Been around for a she while. She was like a Charlie XCX yeah. level for a minute, but now she's like huge, 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 you know? Yeah. Well, I wrote like a tweet that isn't even that funny, but this was like. I had like you know a couple hundred followers or something. I, I, 
I tweeted like you know like Madonna's killing it on SNL and, so, and um that was what I wrote that's it no mention of Lady Gaga and then uh like three months later like such a long time later I open up my Twitter and like uh I'm like getting death threats from like hundreds and hundreds of people <laughs> there are little monsters I find out and like literally like just tell me to fuck off and kill myself and of course like my I thought I thought it was fucking hilarious so I just read the, the meanest and also this is like the height of like the beginning I guess of the anti-bully movement and I was just like this is hilarious uh <laughs> like I'm just gonna retweet all these Lady Gaga fans that are telling me to like fucking kill myself <laughs> she's the spokeswoman of anti-bullying shit and um it was like a Circa, year it's it gets better right yeah anyway that that happened and i ended up, end up like you know retweeting these people and it was it was a thing and uh but it kind of made me like a little bit like i started tweeting a little bit less i i haven't really touched i really rarely tweet like it gives me ptsd that not ptsd but it's just it's not worth fucking with for me you know what i mean oh, yeah. it's just like I mean. oh man like my like for a long time, my like nightmare was like literally like scrolling through a feed and accidentally retweeting something that was like that offensive and getting fucking canned for that. But anyway, uh, fast forward like two years and we uh, we're on we're we're in L.A. We're staying at the Chateau Marmont and um, class. We played- yeah, well, you know, we aspired to like stay there because the, the first time we ever went was well, like the second time we ever went to LA was early in 2003. And uh, like a, a Vogue, they're gonna do like a Vogue or a Vanity Fair uh, music issue. And they asked Dan and I to come meet like the editor at the Chateau Marmont. Mm-hmm. So we get on yahoo maps and print out the directions and we drive there and then we go and we're in the back by the by the pool the the person we're meeting asked if we want anything and i look at the menu and i saw like the cheeseburger was like 29 bucks i was like what the fuck who the fuck could afford this shit and then the bass player from phantom planet walks in and just orders that burger i'm like what the fuck <laughs> oh wow phantom planet that's a yeah, hell yeah I, I, like, he sat down with us i was like i was like i need to be as rich as this guy this the Phantom Planet guy gets a $30 burger. Like, fuck, I mean, man, burgers for like three bucks. California experts, you know? But anyway, we so we stayed there for a while, and um, we were staying there, and we had just performed on the Grammys, which was a whole deal because I was I was really nervous, and I get prone to, like, a little bit of stage fright uh, when it's something like that. Like, And I was just so relieved, like, when it was done, when we had finished it and gotten through it. And... Uh, We'd won a bunch of awards. We won like three Grammys and Dan won two. So plus three. So he won like five Grammys. And anyway, it's been, it was a big night for us. And um, it's still early. It's like eight o'clock and we end up, get back to the Chateau Vermont. I like, I crushed like six beers. That sounds real nice right now. I'd love to be at a hotel yeah. crushing a six pack. It, nobody's stopping you from crushing six beers, Jack. It's, dude, I, it's way different being at the Chateau Marmont, like on a, a, a young night, anything can happen. Then, like alone, mm. one year into the oh, yeah. pandemic, I mean, in my we, own we house. had like one of it's, the we had like the big it's like basically the same. 
I had like the big bungalow. I mean, it was amazing. It was true like baller shit for me. Hell yeah. You know? And anyway, we 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 at this time like in LA, we were, you know, I don't know. I famous isn't necessarily the thing, but the paparazzi guys knew who we were, you know what I mean? So we and also it's a red there's like a big uh red carpet Warner Brothers party there and we we were obligated to go in to say hi but so we went and but we we snuck around the back. We didn't want to fuck around with any of that. We just pop rods. We wanted, we wanted to go see our friends, you know. And uh, we not we've like we didn't even walk the the red carpet that night. I don't we not we don't do that kind of shit. So anyway, I'm not used to it, and I'm a smart ass. And like we're walking through the back of the Chateau Marmont and out the back exit and into the liquor locker parking lot. And this guy jumps out with a camera, a video camera. And he's like, "Hey, what do you think about Justin Bieber not winning an award?" And I and I'm kind of sitting like there, just like. I mean, a little, my ego's a little hurt, I guess, because I was like, well, what the fuck? We just won, we just won, like, three Grammys, and, like, where's this little fucking band from Akron? Like, why are you asking me about Justin fucking Bieber? And I said, I said, you know, the the Grammy, the Grammys, and I don't even necessarily agree with the, I mean, a lot of people who deserve Grammys don't fucking get Grammys. But I said, the Grammys are, you know, a word for music, and Justin Bieber, you know, I guess his reward is money. I would rather have the money than the fucking Grammy. Um, something along those lines. And anyway, like I wake up and this is in the middle of the fucking anti-bullying shit. And it's a, he tweeted, <laughs> he tweeted, the drummer from the Black Keys should be slapped. And the, Whoa. I, I never wished him to be like, a, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it, but it was like, oh my God, like what, the, what a great gift you've given me. And so, like, all of these people start, like, you know, writing at me. Half of them are misspelled. And it's, like, obviously kids. And I'm just, like, retweeting them, fucking with them. It was, it was like, five days of just pure fucking entertainment. I was just, just getting I, yelled at by children. Well, I woke up. Fuck. I woke up hungover as fuck. And uh, I was, I took an early flight back to Nashville. So I'm in the back of the car. Like looking at this shit, like what the fuck? And I, I couldn't. I was like, what the fuck's happening? Why, why are there like five thousand mentions? It must be from our Grammys performance or whatever. And it's like, no, it's because <laughs> Justin Bieber's able to slap you on the face in the in the height of the anti-bullying movement. <laughs> That's bonkers. Uh, yeah. Oh, what have a guys, what a hangover! Have you guys up? made amends yet? Yeah. Uh, so now that no, he's found I mean, God. Get the Drew House hoodie. Uh, I, I, there's no amount of money you could pay me to be friends with Justin Bieber. It just does, it just sounds like a fucking headache. <laughs> but I don't, I don't hold grudges. I thought it was really funny, but I, just, I, you know, I felt bad for the kid. I just was like, uh, but then when I realized like he really did, really just won a Grammy, like he was putting that much value on it. I'm like, oh man, like, you're missing the fucking point. Like when I got my Grammy, I the first time I won a Grammy, I, um, it was it was on our record brothers, and it was like. We won a we won our Grammy. We walk we we collect it from like the pre telecast. We walk the side of the stage, and then the next thing's for a rock a rock song of the year, and Neil Young wins it. And they said this is they announced this is Neil Young's first Grammy. And I was like, oh yeah, right. These things Whoa. are. Oh yeah, that's really weird. You can't put that. Like if Neil if Neil Young just won his first Grammy, and I already have a Grammy, like what the fuck's happening here, y'all? So you can't take the awards that seriously. It's I would definitely... rather have Justin. I'd rather have Bieber's money than the fucking Grammys, for sure. Yeah, the Grammys are goofy-minded 
for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, who is yeah. snubbing Neil Young back in the day, I wonder? I don't know, but I do know that he, he showed up for it. So there was, that's the he thing came that's through. kind of mind-boggling is that after all these years of him getting snubbed, he still showed up when they asked when it, you know, I thought that was kind of interesting, too. I love these celeb so stories, dude. I'm loving the What's that? I lo- I'm loving the celeb stories. You know, I'm well, like, thought, not you, joking. You said you're interested. You said you're interested. No, in I'm like, I, I am. I, and I love especially like the 2003 era, you know, the Phantom Planets walking in buying cheeseburgers. You know, I, I'm really <laughs> into this particular era I mean, as well. And, well, the Bieber, the Bieber thing reminds me of a connection here. You know, Selena Gomez, right, Justin Bieber's ex, Spring Breakers, your song in Spring Breakers, you know. Oh yeah, was it classic? Classic connection. You know, these guys are they're they're getting you get they're getting royalties from Spring Breakers. It's in well, a pivotal Harmony's scene. A, Harmony. When we moved to Nashville, we met Harmony uh, Karim, and he's been a friend ever since. So, oh, that's that's sick. Yeah. So yeah, we Harmony actually did a video for us, but it didn't really get circulated that much. It's but it's really 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 weird. Wait, which video? <laughs> He did a version of a he did a video for Gold on the Ceiling and we're we're in these baby Bjorns and there's he hired uh uh college basketball players to, to be our to dress up as uh, to wear masks that were our face. So they're slightly bigger. Like for Dan, the guy's like a foot and a half taller than Dan, but or foot taller. And for me, the guy's only like a couple inches taller, so it's really it's really fucking weird, man. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta watch it. I, I'm, a, I mean, I'm a big Harmony guy. I'm, I'm a, yeah, he's you know, a huge fan. Like trash Harmony's humpers. Best. Harmony's like the best storyteller. He, he's got the best stories, man. He's got the best stories. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, by the way, Visa V music videos, and I did, I did mention Selena Gomez. I'm just kind of, I've kind of been a, I've in the past, I've been kind of a a babe expert on the podcast, and okay. so I do want to. Loop back, 2011, Howlin' for You video. You had Diora Baird in that in that music video, and you know people people forget, but Diora Baird was a was a major was a major babe for me at that time. So I remember watching that video for her, but also you guys. I mean, for us also for you guys. But <laughs> Wait, I do I do remember seeing like, oh, Diora Baird is in a music video. You know, and that being exciting at the time. Is that the one that Sean White is in? Uh, maybe. I I just remember Dora Baird. This is such she a might deep. Be, Brandon, yeah. Brandon, you're always coming, <laughs> coming through with the the deepest babe cuts, first <laughs> and is, last name. Oh, she's a real she's a real deep cut. But like, dude, I'm like she cuts deep. You know. Wait, <laughs> what was she in? I'm looking. Her movies include Stan Helsing and the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, Diora Baird. I I like God. Like, oh am my I God. At I the fucking wrong loved Diora Baird. From what? Well, well from like, like Maxim. I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> oh, just like is she just I famous loved her from because Maxim? of like Maxim and FHM and Okay, so Playboy. she was in Wedding Crashers. My best friend. Yeah, girl. she's she's in the she's nude in Wedding Crashers. Okay. Oh, so that's maybe that's what brought you on to Dior Bear. I think that yeah. I mean, she was in Accepted. I remember. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you give her give her a quick goog for the folks at home. Google Dior Baird. <laughs> Google images. 
Google images, type in Diora Baird. And, you know, early, like, early 2010s, late, I, w- I would say, like, you know, 2008, two- oh, like, 2006. Oh, man, Hot Tamale, Diora Baird it's and Hot Tamale. funny also that Patrick doesn't even know that God she was damn. in his own music Oof. video. But, yeah, you didn't know that she was in the music video. It doesn't matter. <laughs> There you go, yeah, Jack. Jack, you take it. You take it from here. <laughs> no, I mean, you take it from here. <laughs> we like this. We like this. Jack, what do you think? What do you think the best music video is? All time? time. Oh man, really on the spot. What about you? Jeff Tate, um, electronic pr- press kit. Oh my God! See, I knew, I knew this was coming through. I think we should watch it. And Brandon, I, I mentioned this to you before. Oh, we talked about this today. Yeah, yeah. Let's you might watch it. We should watch it, but maybe we should explain. Yeah, let's let's watch it right now. I've posted this on my Instagram, but um, Jeff, this is not a music video. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. So, Brandon, Jeff Tate is a singer. Have you heard of the band Queensrÿche? I'm not familiar. No, they're. I mean, and Pat, jump in and explain if you know anything more about Jeff Tate. But he's the singer of the band Queensrÿche. They're like a progressive metal band. Um, and he's my friend. Here's here's what I know about this: is that my friend Ross, who has a Instagram account called Rigs of Dad. Oh yeah, yeah. He sent me this video, and it stopped my brain. It stopped my brain, and I sent it to everybody I know that has a sense of humor. But it resonated with you, I think, the hardest. And I, and I thought it would. I thought you were going to get it like the, the, the most, and, and it's true. Absolutely beautiful document. And shout out to my friend Fred, who like is a big Queensryche fan, and like gave me some even even more context. I already forget now, but like I think a big part of this, and Brandon, you need to know this context too. Jeff uh-huh. Tate like got kicked out of his own band, and like part of it involved like he made his he made his like wife or ex wife like like the leader of their fan club and then tried to like fire their manager and make her the manager. And it was like, and there's just like a lot of drama. And he, I think the band eventually kicked him out. And then like shortly after he releases this electronic press kit, just for no reason, <laughs> okay. just like, like if, and for those not familiar press kit, like usually you're not putting it out yourself. It's like for anybody that wants to write an article about you, it's like some basic information, but he does this in a video form. And it's like this bio with all this like terrible B roll of, just like vibing on tour and um we should just watch this it's a really it's it's one of those videos where it's like it's it's amazing that it's not a joke especially there's parts of it where i'm like come on man like you can't it's this is like the the closest like the lack of self-awareness it rivals like uh ricky gervais in the office it's absolutely yeah like uh, let's watch it's 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 like if you can't watch if 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 people are just listening to it, they, they need to they need to pause and they need to watch it themselves. Like, and it's like you need to see this guy's face and like, yeah. There's like there's a there's a scene that we're gonna see that I just want I just want you to see like where he's talking about how extreme he's addicted to like you know just kind of extreme shit. He's riding his motorcycle like twenty miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll we'll and do like, a link in description. Link in description, or you could. But I want to. I'd like to watch. It. Oh, like we're to gonna watch it right now because it is yeah, still good, is. like as audio. Um, but it's GT on YouTube. It's labeled GT 
EPK, I, which leads me to believe that he's like getting this deleted because people are making fun of him, you know, and they're kind of got, got to hide it. Um, but I'll link it in the description. Uh, this is Jeff Tate's electronic press kit. My name is Jeff Tate. I'm a singer, songwriter, traveler. Oh, yeah. I love my job. I'm one of the founding members of Queensryche. We've been a band for 30 years. We have 12 studio albums that have sold about 25 million copies. I feel incredibly fortunate that I've been able to travel and play my music for people in 46 different countries around the world. Music is my great passion. But I've been told that my passion for living borders on extreme. <laughs> I guess I'm an experienced junkie. I crave adventure. In fact, if there's any excuse for adventure, I'm there. I usually bring a couple of motorcycles on tour with me. Ride between cities. I love wine. And I have my own brand. It's called Insania. We do a red and a white. And we just released our fourth vintage. 2010. There is no... Motorcycles, music, wine. These are some, but not all the passions in my life. I'm a family man, and my wife and I have four beautiful daughters. And recently, we were blessed with our first grandchild. Man, what a celebration. It has been quite an experience becoming a grandfather. I had no idea that it would affect me so profoundly. <laughs> I've had a glimpse of my own mortality. I like this in his press so now I'm too. pumping up the volume. You know, they say life is for living, so pack everything in you can. And I've reached this stage. Oh, wait, watch this. You could move a mountain. <laughs> Love that. Oh, there's my beautiful wife, Susan. So I've reached this stage in life where I'm fascinated by the idea of what's next. They say if you want to move in a particular direction, lean that way. Life. It's happening right now. And I say, <laughs> bring it on. Jesus. That's, oh, it goes to like a credit. First of all, oh. Patrick, I want to say that I'll do a shot for shot remake of this for you at any point if you want to use it as some kind of like future family Christmas card. You know, I, I, I accept your offer. You need a you need a motorcycle, though, because I do think it's so funny. He starts delving into like becoming a. you think it's about to end. Yeah. And then he's like, 
talking about being a grandfather and like, oh, there's my wife. He's just like, wait, like this is a press kit. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, it's like, does he say like, no? Motorcycles, music, wine. These are my passions, but they're they're not the only ones. And then doesn't these it show are like some, but not all of my passions right in life. Yeah, but then it shows like a woman's ass, and he's like, I'm a family man. <laughs> Dude. My sister-in-law bought me like two cases of his wine. Uh, oh, like recently? Oh yeah, or? like for my fortieth birthday last year. So I, I've got them, man. I've I've got eleven bottles of the red and twelve. I of didn't the know white you had. Cases. I want to crack open one of those twenty ten bottles. Insania. That's what I got, dude. The good shit. Oh, how Ooh. is Insania? Yeah. That's by God, the way, damn. an incredible name. Ooh. Like that's what one of the. There's probably like three or four moments that make me laugh out loud every time I watch it and, and the Insania name is one of those moments yeah <laughs> you got I that 2010 it, Insania wow it rivals the uh, this video rivals the uh, Garth Brooks Facebook intro video which oh, oh major classic major 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 classic when I first saw that it was I mean it was, it was Bojack Horseman had just come out and I know that because I, I had just met Will, Ar- Will Ar- Arnett and I sent him that video and then like I saw him like a year later. He's like, dude, uh, I've been, I, you have no idea like how much joy that video has brought me over the last year. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, uh, Jeff Tate, it looks like he got a new website recently. This is different than what it used to be. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted over here. But his... No, his I'm I'm always distracted. So by the Jeff the, I, wish, I wish that video went on. Should we watch yeah. the Garth Brooks Facebook? Let's definitely watch that. But like one sec, because I do want to just. I have some more thoughts on Jeff and Queensrÿche, because like something I've been thinking about Queensrÿche a lot. I really don't know like much about them, but me, me they, either. They tie together kind of like a baffling area of rock the pickup artist style where you're wearing like top hats and like magician type clothes yeah, magician. like and like brandon we did an episode you know the rock doc of course we did an episode on this guy the rock doc patrick i don't know if you saw anything about that but like the way he dressed he was like one of those dudes who wore like john varvados and like just kind of like that collection of like rhinestone um affliction type stuff where it's sort of connected to rock but you're like wait like where at what point did this get connected to, like rock? You know, it's like this confusing. Yeah, it's like the, it's like the weird Nikki Six cowboy hat. Yeah, and then with like a crushed velvet blazer, but it's more like a yeah, like, like Brett a, Michaels now how he yeah, dresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like a little bit of a cowboy with like velvet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and you see it, and you're like, wait, where did this come from? I think like Queensrÿche is sort of a missing link and progressive rock as a whole. I think they're... Well, I think that you named it. I think it's like magicians and dart store owners all kind of dress like the guy from Queens, right? Yeah. And I do think that... I've always said that magicians, like, there's a very perverted aspect to magician <laughs> life. Like, it's all because it's all about getting pussy through a weird card trick. And, <laughs> I don't think I've seen like, the Garth Brooks thing, though. Oh, we got to watch it. Can you guys explain it? It's self-explanatory. He posted this on Facebook and he's this introducing is him welcoming you page. to his Facebook page. Okay, right here. I think I'm... <laughs> yep. It's official. We're now on Facebook. 
I really wasn't sure about this at the start. But then a friend of mine said something that just made all kinds of sense. She said, think of it more as a conversation. <laughs> I like that. But I'm already finding out on my own. So it's wiping the walls out between you and me. And I really like that. It allows us into each other's worlds, or I guess in my case, the hotel room. When I think about things I want to post, I want to post Wait, cool pause stuff, it, pause it, slick pause. stuff. <laughs> Rewind it a second and just remember this. He had been off the road for the last 12 fucking years. So when he says his world is a hotel room, it's literally like he's been off the road. He hasn't toured in like over a decade. So he's All just right. living in hotels. Yeah, <laughs> I guess in my case, the hotel room. <laughs> when I think about things I want to post, I want to post cool stuff, slick stuff, <laughs> neat stuff. But most of the stuff I'm going to post is going to be raw stuff like this. This is just who I am. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, Garth Brooks is amazing. Like, absolutely. Dude, absolutely, he's amazing. The God. Like, Chris Gaines, you got to respect that. Yes. Like, this video, I, I like this. Oh, I love Chris Gaines. Yeah, Chris Gaines. Have you guys seen Have you guys seen the behind the music, Chris Gaines? The fake behind the music? No. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Is that something it's we should be pulling up? One of the greatest up? films ever made. <laughs> I'm going to see if we can find this. You know, you know the... the, the, the the storyline that they lay out in the behind the in the behind the scenes, it, they there's a model that, that what is they use for Chris Gaines, young Chris Gaines, and then he gets into a severe auto accident and his face gets disfigured, and that's why he looks like Brooke Garts now, and that's why he wears his hair over his face like that. Wait, that's like the storyline they wrote. That's the storyline, dude. Yes, that is so funny. And okay, for those who don't know, there's like Garth Brooks released an album i don't know what year it was but he just like he had this alter ego of like a rock guy chris gaines which was right? wasn't it kind of, what didn't he do it kind of as a bit yeah but and then yeah, like, it was like took people it back knew it was like him. he was just he like doesn't talk about chris gaines now yeah i think so i mean and you got to look this up too because the the vibe that he chose to go with is really fascinating <laughs> <laughs> like had a soul patch. I guess the weird thing too is that like Garth Brooks famously was a little bit rock and a little bit country. Like famously joined the two genres is like what he was trying to do. And then it's just funny that he needed an alter ego that was even more rock, you know, hard rock guy. Isn't that like what the Chris Gaines Absolutely. music sounded like? Well, he kind of, there's a little Jeff Tate energy to the way he dresses. Oh Yeah. I think he was, I feel like Chris Gaines, he was trying to do like a Stone Temple Pilots type vibe, you know, that was the. I always got was, like a, there's a little bit more like German industrial influence in his clothing that he realized. Mm -hmm. I think he, he, he like dressed like he was in skinny puppy. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that, I'm glad that Chris Gaines is kind of like back in the conversation. I saw like Childish Gambino did a. Chris Gaines cover like really? somewhat recently. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, but this is very uh, good. It's, I think I found a, the thing. Oh, well, yeah, this is like 50 minutes. 50 minutes. Oh, we're not watching this whole thing, but I'll do it. <laughs> I, I told you it's a film. We're only 20 minutes in. 
He was oh, a rocker wow. who liked fast God cars damn. and even faster women. Sex. Yep. That's the greatest thing about being a musician. That's really worth it. I honestly run that, stop watching. Run that back. <laughs> Dude, the, it's, a, it's an hour of, of that type of shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but run that line yeah. back, please. He was a rocker who liked fast cars and even faster women. Sex. That's the greatest thing about being a musician. <laughs> his passion for music was rivaled by only one thing. I've gone to his hotel room <laughs> on occasion, and uh, there have been more women there than I would count on one hand. But his addiction to sex finally forced Chris Gaines to seek help. <laughs> That's the shot. Fortunately, he did get help because if he didn't, he was headed down a path that he was made himself a sex addict. Chris Gaines' solo career took him to the top of the charts. Then his manager took him to the cleaners. I turned Chris Gaines from a nobody into a superstar. Okay, so pause this. So what? Yeah. So like, what we're watching is the behind the music for like a fake guy. Yeah. yeah. But like, is it why? Why? Dude, I, that's the question. Garth Brooks, like, he is a true artist. That's the answer. Yeah. I, guess, I mean, he really yeah, just goes I mean, for yeah. it. I'll say this. Like, Garth Brooks, I do respect him for just, he has ideas, and he just goes for it. And his fits, I'll, I'll say this, too. Garth Brooks' outfits in the 90s were killer. Have you ever yeah. peeked around there? Yes. Absolutely killer. Those like half and half cowboy shirts, like two tone. I mean, this is not unlike, uh, you know, Andy Kaufman, Tony Clifton. Yeah. No, it's it's pretty genius. I just I want to see it behind the music on the behind the music. Oh yeah, I would love 100%. to see that. I mean, a lot of work went in that. Look at this outfit he's wearing. Yeah, here. damn. Yep. It's yep. Cool. Yep. Um, and then another thing about Garth Brooks, have you seen the music video for "Standing Outside the Fire"? No. It's very bizarre. It's a very bizarre music video that's grown on me, starring a it's about a, a child with Down syndrome following his dream to run <laughs> no. track. And it's oh, like no. it's oh, not man. it's kinda hard to Jack. find now. <laughs> Jack no. I'm not, I'm not gonna watch it on no, pod. No, but we should watch it actually. <laughs> I mean I don't want to just like laugh at it. No, I want to watch it. I'm two Sapporos deep, and you know I want to watch this shit. Come on. Now. I'll see if I can Ooh even wee. find it. Let's um, watch it. Let's watch it. I got to watch not, this video. I mean, it, more than anything, it's just a. Right uh, there. It's a bizarre it choice is. for a country song. <laughs> Garth Brooks being like, All right, Garth, what do you uh, want to yeah. do for this song standing outside the fire? And he's like, I've got an idea. What no. else is John Small directed? Oh, that's a really good question. Was that was that in the the director credit in the beginning? Yeah, with John without an H. Okay, I'll look this up. Uptown Girl. Oh, I always say that song. I think that song's about heroin. Dude. Also, I remember that music video. He's like, um, it's like a weird greaser. He's like, yeah. uh, he's like a it was greaser the 1980s, on the 50s, dude. It was a whole movement. Was that a revive like a a 50s revival? Yeah, Back to the Future, like all the when I was a kid, like. It, there's like 50s fake 50s diners everywhere yeah 
Well, my memories of the eighties are just I remember it sucking dick. It was just like <laughs> fucking terrible. It was always like it's just Huey Lewis was on like every two seconds. And no matter no matter where you went, it was like Richard Marks or Huey Lewis. Oh, we were just talking about Huey Lewis on the pod. Yeah, who? Because there was a oh, oh yeah, yeah. My my fr- this kid at school, Boner Bobby, he was obsessed with Huey Lewis in the news. Um, wait, Richard Marks, who is that? Because I think I know who this is. Oh, you know Richard well, that was like Marks. Late, Come that's on like, now. That's like early. It's actually early nineties. I mean, in the eighties, it was just like a lot of flash dance and like fucking terrible. It was just fucking terrible. There is, uh, and also like teenagers were true motherfuckers back then. Like I remember getting picked on by like, like literally picked on by the paper boy. Like he'd have like, like you know, I mean, there was no fucking rules. And like I had this, we had this paper boy that would like deliver papers with a German shepherd that would just bite me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and like kids, like the teenagers, just like mid eighties, like teenagers, like would just be. Holding on to the back of mopeds under on a skateboard, just like covered in blood, with their teeth hanging out, just up and down the street. No one was telling them no, and it, <laughs> they're just complete motherfuckers. It was insane. This guy would bring That's over a dog was, to bite very you. Very little though. Yeah, dude, he rode his bike with his fucking vicious dog, and there's no leashes. It was like <laughs> fucking insane. Did you get bullied? Did you get bullied in school? I didn't, but my older brother did a little bit for a while. So he got a job at a gas station, started selling everybody beer, and then he became like really popular. Oh yeah, of course. Um, you have to bail soon, Brandon. Yeah, we get rapid soon. Okay, I kind of cool. like, or I was gonna say, or you could sneak away. You know what I think we should end it on? Yeah, we, we kind of started it like the Black Eyed Peas came up, and we're talking about these YouTube videos we like. I just want you to watch the entertainment tonight. Will I am doing the doing the new theme song video? Oh, oh. would love that because we have we have watched um, we we have talked about Will I am when he was the hologram on CNN the night <laughs> Obama got elected, which is like a big piece of American history. As is, let's get retarded. As is, where's the love? <laughs> Um, and so I'm happy to add another one to the, the oh, YBS, yeah. uh, black eyed keys, black eyed peas canon. <laughs> this is, uh, uh, he was dude. He must've had a crazy manager back then getting him like all sorts of weird corporate money. They just had him remake the internet entertainment tonight theme song. Right. Dude. When this happened, like <laughs> this was, this still is the one I, I couldn't stop watching. I used to post it like every day on Twitter for a while. <laughs> Okay. That, and like honestly, I think it has a couple million views, or there was one that had a couple million views. And, yeah, uh, he remixed the it, theme song, and then he posts a video. Of, uh, I mean, yeah, this is just go. gonna be a video of Will I Am, if I remember correctly, oh. dancing to the theme song, looking <laughs> yeah, straight well, into two, the camera. There's, two, there's one where he's talking about making it, which is the fucking cool interview. Oh, which one should <laughs> I be watching? But him just dancing to his own work is what kind of my favorite. Have so. you? Have you met him before? No, I haven't. Let's watch this real quick. (laughs) 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 Holy shit.
cars. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Hell, oh, wow. yeah. I was in a 7-Eleven once when he walked in. He was driving this really crazy, like, custom, like, uh, street. I don't even know what you would call it, but it was like a Dodge Roadster type of thing. Yeah. Very strange, man. I, uh, but I, okay. I was like, this guy must know, I, like, I posted this video a lot. He maybe I hope he doesn't fucking realize who I am. He didn't see me, but man, that that video I've watched it. I've watched it literally hundreds of times. That you first look, video of him explaining it. I've watched that a handful of times, but the video where he makes that first kind of cocky look at the camera. Oh yeah, I mean it's beautiful. <laughs> Talk about weird instincts. That's kind of like the theme of. Uh... This episode yeah. is very strange. We gotta throw that. By male that's, that's another. That's another link in description. Absolutely, sure. I'm gonna have to do some work there. Um, Brandon, you have to. You have somewhere to go to right now, right? Pat, can I ask you one yes. more question? You could sneak off, Brandon. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'll, uh, Patrick, yeah. great to meet you. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, Pat, I, I didn't really have like a specific question. I just felt like it was a weird time to end, and also I wanted to hear more. Um, I don't know. I wanted to circle back to some of your wild uh, early Black Keys stories, especially with like goofball celebrity interactions and um, Chateau Marmont type raging. So I don't know. Do you have any more? Do you have any more? We got distracted, you know. Dude, there's been ton- there's been tons, but you know what? The, the 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 moral of my of the story is that the world the world is a small place. You know what I mean? And uh, there's this. And sometimes I, you know, like, you know, it's like one thing to like, you know, uh, joke around with your friends. Like, oh, yeah, like, like this Will I Am video is so funny and shit. Then you find yourself like, oh, fuck, I'm in fucking store with the guy. What am I going to fucking do? Well, like, it's just so uncomfortable. You know, I, I totally forget that people even know who I am 99% of the time if I'm at the Whole Foods or something or and like today I went to get, I had an eye appointment to get my eyes looked at, you know, Michelle, my wife was like, you know, I think she got asked for an autograph or something, which is very unusual. It's so unusual to happen in Nashville. I've been around, you know, I, I, I've been around a lot of that stuff. Uh, and I thought I find it fascinating. You know what I mean? And like, um, I lived with Leonardo DiCaprio. I lived at his house Bro. for six weeks. So I got to be around that. Like what it's like being, around someone that has to have like armed security at their house 24 hours a day. That's insane. That kind of shit is fucking insane. Is he cool? Leo's was the coolest. Yeah. But the weirdest thing is that there was this guy that was like not around Leo, but I was I was in a room with Leo that because of Leo where this guy was there. His name was Jolo. And they were always like, yeah, we don't know what he, we don't know his deal, but like he finances movies and like these are movies that like they couldn't get financing for. He was this Malaysian dude who like they all met in Vegas because he just like spent sent over like half a million dollars worth of like champagne to the club. And like who the fuck's this guy? And he financed like Wolf of Wall Street. But I was in this I was at this party that this guy threw in Aspen, and it was like <laughs> the most insane thing I'd ever seen. And I was wasn't invited by him. I just kind of was there. And um, 
it turns out the dude's like one of the most wanted people, or maybe he's been arrested now, but he's, he ended up being one of the most wanted people in the world because he was funneling all the cash from like a, a Malaysian social program into his own pocket. This complete corrupt. Oh my God. <laughs> you're just partying with this guy he's just like chilling i wasn't the room. partying with him i was like what the fuck is going on i knew it was sketchy i was like a billionaire from malaysia like what what's he doing like no one knew what he did i was like that's fucking weird vegas like that's where you meet dark characters like that for sure um yeah i'm trying to think of oh you know my favorite celebrity i've ever met is kato kalen and he's he's become a friend of mine oh so we're, oh my god you told me about that one, one time wait please explain I don't even know how I met Cato. This is I might he was the only witness to the OJ Simpson murder, right? Or the well, he didn't witness the murder, but he, he was he, present. He lived at OJ's house. Inexplicably. If I I mean I was young during the trial. I remember correctly that like he lived in like the guest house and he was just like this toasted surfer type bro that lived back there, right? He's an actor who was friends with Nicole Brown. Yeah. And that's how he ended. He was, at, he was friends with OJ's wife. I don't really know the whole story, but you should have him on the podcast. Will he get Kato Kalin? Yeah, hell yeah. What's... Oh, my God. This would be huge. Dude, Kato would do, do your podcast in a second. I know. I, I wonder think, if I, our listeners I'll, will I'll know who he is. Group text. This is amazing. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of Kato Kalin right now. His He had great hair. He still does. I, mean, I guess this he's is a huge baseball fan. Are you a baseball fan? I'm kind of a baseball fan, but I'm like, well, who's your team? The Cubs. Yeah, he's like he's he's brew. I know you're a Midwest guy. He's he's Brewers guy. He's Midwest too. He's from Wisconsin. What is he up to now? I mean, he's just like you know, he's infamous because of the trial. He does like celebrity appearances and stuff. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like really baffled by this. Was it like? He was a real, real big part of that trial, right? Well, he he became really famous because of it. Because they're like, why does this guy live at his house? And like, what's he do? You should, dude, I, you should have him on because he, he'll give you his two cents. Okay. Dude, please. <laughs> Special with Kato Kalen. I'm excited. I will say this. I, I don't have this story, but one, one last thing is the guys from Cage the Elephant, um, our friend, really, you know, the close friends of ours. At one time, like, <laughs> I guess it was at Lollapalooza. They, they were like, they just got done hanging out with Jimmy from Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> no fucking way! Wait, wait, that guy's. All right, wait. Please t- tell me the story. That I'll. I don't know the story, but you should have those guys on to tell the story. Okay. But it's like whenever you hit the story starts with I was hanging out with like Papa from Papa Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> or Jimmy from Jimmy John's. It's, it's always gonna be a good one. Oh man, oh man, I'm disappointed you don't have the story now because when they trained me at Jimmy John's, like my manager told me that Jimmy's a piece of shit. <laughs> like I'm like, is this part of the training? <laughs> well, I don't want to get. I don't. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I was. I don't remember it clearly, but I think it, they really partied together. I believe. So, who would win in a fight between Jimmy John? Jimmy John. And Jersey Mike? Yeah. Ooh, well, I don't know if there's... I'm imagining what the real Jersey Mike would look like. I feel like... Jersey Mike might... If your name's name's Jersey Mike, that means that, like, 
the whole state of New Jersey recognizes you as the Mike. You're a big deal. <laughs> That's true. I think I'll, I'll go Jersey Mike, but I know that like the the actual creator of it is not like that at all, and he would get his ass kicked by Jimmy John, hundred percent. So it's really Jimmy John. We know it's Jimmy John. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were about to ask me if he would win in a fight against the Papa. He would kick the shit out of Papa John, I think. All right. All right. Yeah. Like just on some like cokehead level raging. I mean, he's not like Jimmy John is not athletic by any means. He's. He just can't feel pain. Yeah. He's like, I'm not saying he's cool. In fact, famously, there's all those pictures of him killing those like leopards and beautiful African endangered species. (laughs) Fucking hell. But you know that he has some kind of like special rich person drugs. That he's injected. Uh, probably yes. Yeah, he's getting in like pure cocaine. Um, Dude, next time, next time I'm in LA, I'm bringing a bottle of Insania. 100. We're, gonna... we're popping that open. We're gonna yeah. break bread with uh, Insania. Hopefully that's soon too. Hopefully it's soon. I think it will be. I think it's gonna be soon. Yeah. Um, well, dude, th- thank you for having me on, dude. Thanks for coming on. Uh, all right. See you guys. Thanks for listening. We got your into-